Shalom, this is Rabbi David Tilkiger of Congregation Mayim Chaim, the Eastern Shores Messianic Synagogue in Daphne, Alabama. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast of our message from Shabbat service. We pray it is a blessing to you and that you see the beauty and light of Yeshua Meshicheinu Yeshua, our Messiah, in every word you hear. Amen. Don't you just really love powerful and fresh worship? Isn't it awesome? Just want to give a very, very, very special thanks to our worship team we have come a long way baby and uh that's right and um i am so thankful for each and every one of them it um it is so amazing i told rabbi last time that um that i did this that um he should be very, very, very pleased um, with the fact that we have a service that just runs flawlessly when they're not here. And you know what that is? That's a testament to Rabbi David and, Dan- and Daniel's leadership. And um, if he's watching this, I, I tried to get some singing um, out of the way. Maybe I wouldn't you know cried as much but um, it's gonna happen it just that's it's just me it's just gonna happen but um i said man you should be really 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 proud not in a bad way but you know just exuberant about the fact that we are where we are today and if y'all are watching online right by daniel we love you thank you very much for your leadership and um and everything that that you do. All right, I guess I got to come up with something good now. Um, if you'll give me about three minutes, I might can do that. I'm just kidding. So, um, so we're starting the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy doesn't that sound like a dance or something? Sounds like it should be like Deuteronomy. I don't know. It's just a. It's one of those crazy words. Um, the book of Deuteronomy in the Greek means second law and I will tell you that is a mistranslation the book of Deuteronomy is not a second law in Hebrew it means a copy of this law so if I had to um, to pick a title or kind of go over you know put a, put a stamp on it there are a couple things we could call this today looking back moving forward looking back moving forward I could also say remember several years ago I um, I was leading worship it was in a uh, church in Kentucky and I said um I said, we have to go backwards in order to go forwards. I had no idea what I was saying at the time. It was a very um, eye-opening and prophetic moment uh, in my life. That's what Deuteronomy is beginning to be about. In order for us to move forward, even as individuals in our lives, we're forced to look back 
sometimes the raw truth is that sucks because a lot of us do not want to revisit areas of pain why it's painful right but if we're going to move forward in our lives God calls all of us to do that we have to look back and deal in order for us to move forward to be the men and women of God the sons and daughters of the most high that he's called us to be so what I want to do today is I want to share a story with you and then I'm going to ask a couple of questions I'm going to ask you to remember that's what the book of Deuteronomy is about remember everybody say remember if there's one thing I want you to get from this today I want you to remember remembering say that say remember remembering so I want to ask you to remember where you're going I'm going to ask you to remember where you came from. I'm going to tell you why it's important to have at least these two instances of remembrance in your life. And I'm going to try to tie it all together and make a nice little quilt that we can all look at at the end. Okay, probably not that. So the story I want to tell you is about a soldier. So a soldier goes up. He's in a foreign country. And the military sends him out. They've done their job in this particular country. And they send him to the camp to hold down the fort. He can do it. He's been trained for the job. He has uh, all the knowledge that it takes to continue to hold down the fort. Everything he needs. He has all the food, all the supplies, every bit of it. The only thing is he's alone. So during the course of the soldier's time, while he's here, he's up on the mountain, so he can have a sniper rifle and he can see what's going on down the village that um, the army has, has taken control of. Three months goes by, he's doing great. He's keeping all his command, he's doing whatever it takes. Six months goes by, he's doing fine. A year goes by, by this time he's been by himself, has had very little communication with the outside world and he's starting to feel kind of lonely by this time he's wondering what in the world's going on his command was do not leave this spot do not go down into the village do not go alone so what does he do he starts venturing out a little bit he'll do his uh um, his physical training he'll go outside of the camp and come back and go outside he began after a little while going out at nighttime and kind of scoping things out 
a little bit getting closer and closer and closer to the edge of the village. Soon enough, he finds himself going into the village, and he sees, hey, these are nice people. There's nothing really, really wrong with them. So we started shaking hands. You get to know some of these people, that type of thing. It's like, why don't we even take this place over? I don't understand what's going on here. So he, they begin to invite him into their homes. So he's eating and being among the people. But not too much longer after that, after that he starts to get sick. So he doesn't know if he's drinking the water or if it's something in the food or whatever. But he continues going, and he keeps getting sicker and sicker and sicker, and his health continues to decline until one day he has to call for help. To the point of eventually his death. So the deal is... What he didn't realize is to be continued at the end. So remember, remember is what we're talking about. So in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 6, Adonai says, You have stayed at this mountain long enough Adonai is saying it's time to move forward it's time to stop messing around in the wilderness it's time to move forward verse 7 he says turn journey on and enter the hill country of the Amorites and all their neighbors in the Arabah the hill country the lowland the Negev and by the seashore, the land of the Canaanites, and the, uh, and the, I'm trying to read it from my notes. If I should just read it from my iPad, it'd probably be better. The land of the Canaanites and, and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates. And we read this earlier. See, I've set before you, or set a land before you. Enter and possess that land that Adonai swore to your fathers, Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob and to give them and to their descendants Adonai is saying hey it's time to go here we are let's move forward I read that one I spoke to you at that time verse 9 saying am I not able to bear the burden of you myself Adonai your God has multiplied you and here you are today, like the stars of the heavens in number. May Adonai, God of your fathers, increase you a thousand times as many as you are. And may he bless you just as he has promised you. How can I bear your load and burden and bickering myself? Choose yourselves wise and discerning men well known to your tribes. And I will appoint them as, as your heads. You answered me and said, The thing you have said to do is good. So I took the heads of your tribe. So this is what is going on. There is a, a, a reminder that's going on here. 
in these verses of Moses, of, of Adonai to Moses, to the people, saying, this is where we have been. This is where we have come from. Please remember where you have come from. You know, in, in, in our own lives, sometimes maybe we get prideful with where we are currently in our careers or, or with, with what's going on. It really is beneficial for us to remember who we are now versus who we were. It's really beneficial, especially as believers. I know we don't like doing this, but for us to remember the things that we used to do that we don't do anymore. I'm not talking about in all the illicit and irrational thinking and all of that. I'm talking about the lessons that we learned coming out of those things. The reason why it's okay for us to remember those things is because we can remember the pain that it caused yourself or other people around you, and hopefully that will cause you not to ever want to go back to that place again. Moses is reminding the children of Israel, this is where we have been. I want you to remember where you have been. Some people live fantastic lives in, in church or in synagogue all their lives, and they think they got to go out and do a bunch of stuff um, to get a testimony. I want to tell you, one of the greatest testimonies that you can have is that you weren't a screw-up. Another great testimony you can have on the other side of that is you were a screw-up, and our Redeemer has helped fix that, right? So we don't have to think that we have to go out and do a bunch of bad stuff in order to get a testimony because the testimony of God is just as rooted and grounded and solidified and solid if you didn't do a bunch of stuff. And it's okay. What a greater testimony than I was kept. We are kept in the palm of his hand when we have been astray I went astray and have come back it is okay to be kept in the palm of his hand but it helps to remember there are things that I've done in my past that I'm not going to share with you all here I'm so sorry but I'm not going to do that that was so painful that I never want to do those things again Please don't make those kind of mistakes. But remember, it's okay to remember that you don't want to go back and make those type of mistakes again. So that's what's going on. Moses is, uh, is saying, hey, here's, here's what's going on. We've been here. Next, next thing he does is he reminds them of the commands that were given to him. But remember I said we have to go backwards in order to go forwards, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go backwards starting at, ver at chapter 34 just to kind of give us a recap. I know for me sometimes if I think or read things backwards in that mode, it kind of helps me get a picture moving forward of what's going on. So quickly... 
Deuteronomy chapter 34, Moses died at 120 years old, and God shows him the promised land. You know that um, I just moved, got it back on my iPad there. So we see that Moses has died, 120 years old. Isn't it, isn't it awesome that uh, that the Bible says that Moses' vision didn't grow dim? He still had the same vigor. You know, we always see these movies and we think, wow, Moses is old and decrepit and can barely walk up the mountain and that kind of stuff, and that's not what the Bible says at all. It says that God kept him like that. So we see at the end of Moses' life, at the, at the beginning in Deuteronomy, he's reminding the children of Israel where they've come from. Moving forward to the end, y- y'all know that, that in the book of uh, Isaiah, it says that God knows the end from the beginning. Another, an- another, another tidbit before I forget it is that in our own thinking, in our own lives, if we can learn to look all the way to the end and we see the end, then we can deduce the things that are going to happen along the way or potentially happen along the way, not predict totally. So let me give you an example. My dad used to say, Lynn! Think, son, think. If I do this, what will happen? And I'm like, whatever, you know, yada, yada. But it's true. So if we can learn to see or kind of try to visualize good and bad consequences, then we will either make good choices or continue to make bad choices to end up in the wrong place. All right, so we're going backwards. So Moses died. Um, before that, Moses blesses each tribe. He goes down through and he blesses each one. Isn't that awesome that right before Moses dies, he has all these wonderful, marvelous things to say. He's saying, remember that you're blessed. Remember that if you walk in blessing, you'll continue to be blessed. Remember that if you walk in cursing and in sin, then you will reap the benefits or consequences of that also. So we see in Deuteronomy 32 moving backwards, we see a song of Moses. And the song of Moses is a remembering, a type of remembering. He says, when this song is sung, I hope that, and pray that you will remember the words to this song. You ever heard a song before and you remember all of a sudden your mind goes back? Maybe you hear an, an 80s song and you're like, I'm not for y'all over there in that corner. But I'll move over here. So for this, for some of these people back here, remember you heard you hear an old '80s or or '70s song, and all of a sudden your mind goes back to where you were. Hey, it's the same thing with music today. We can replace some of those good or bad memories uh, with other music, right? And and sing. It's one of the, one of the important things about singing the word of God. When you sing the word of God, you remember it. You re. Remember it. You put it back together. You know, the Bible says that the washing of the water of the word renews our minds every single day when we are in the word. It renews our minds. We can sing the word. So Moses had a song. He sung it so they could help remember it. 
moving backwards again Deuteronomy chapter 31 he tells them be courageous Adonai the Lord their God is with you chapter 30 what does he say I'm going to read chapter 30 because it was like really really uh, impacting upon me he says when you turn away how interesting right when you turn away so now when all these things come upon you the blessing and the curse that I've set before you and you take them to heart in all the nations where Adonai your God has banished you and you return to Adonai your God and listen to his voice according to all that I am commanding you today you and your children with all your heart and with all your soul then Adonai your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you and he will return and gather you from all the people's where Adonai your God has scattered you even if your outcast are at the ends of the heavens from there Adonai your God will gather you and from there he will bring you Adonai your God will bring you into the land that your fathers possessed and it will and you will possess it and he will do good and multiply you more than your fathers also Adonai your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love Adonai your God with all your heart with all your soul in order that you may live isn't that interesting all these reminders remember to obey the commands remember the things that Adonai has brought you out of or did to bring you out of the land of Egypt through the plagues and through parting the Red Sea and then you go into the desert and then uh, you know he, he brings you fresh water he brings manna from heaven this is saying remember the things that God has done for you oh and by the way when you screw up <laughs> hey I thank God there's coverage for that too right it's not like Geico or anything like that but there's there's it's not just fire insurance but we have coverage thank the Lord mercy is new every single day as far as the sea to the as high as the heavens are above his mercy is new every single day. His grace continues to cover me no matter what, every single day. Now, I don't need to use that as an excuse. I had a friend in high school who would say, uh, he was a different denomination than I was, but I guess he had a different um, value system. Belief. He'd say, hey, come on, man, let's go do this. It'll be fine. We've already been saved. God's grace will cover it. That's what it's for. And I said, you mean that you're planning to go and do this? You want me to do this with you? Yeah, we're already forgiven. Paul said that when we do that, we crucify Messiah afresh. And I knew. You know what? I'm guilty. I've done the same thing. You know, the Bible also says that he who says he's without sin <laughs> is a liar. So, hey, doesn't mean we should brag on all the sliminess and stuff that we do. But I do want to say, you're going to mess up. But there's mercy and there's grace every single day. So, remember these things. All right. So, Deuteronomy chapter 29, 
Remember what Adonai has done for you before Pharaoh. So I just said that. So remember all these things that God has done for you. Talking to the children of Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Woo, you know, I've been to a lot of churches where where they're like, Woo, blessed are you in the city. Yeah, blessed are you in the land. Wow, your kneading bowl and your basket's going to be full. You know what they forget? The curses. We can't just do what we want to and think that we're our kneading bowl and our basket's going to be full. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work that way. There are consequences for what we do or don't do. That's why the, the Bible in Deuteronomy is saying, remember. Remember what? Remember the commands I have given you. Somebody's asked me, why? Why the law? Do you know that the word law means correction, teaching, instruction, and direction? In the United States, we look at a stop sign or we see a speed limit sign. I don't see them most of the time, I have to be honest. (laughs) I'm not really looking for them. But anyway, we see that and we go, if I break this law... Is coming down on me. I'm going to be under the jail, blah, 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 blah. And that's the way we look at God. But when we see the word law, when we see mitzvot, it's for our instruction. Doesn't that sound like a loving father? Our instruction, our correction, our direction. It's helpful to go back. Deuteronomy is a great book to earmark and say, uh, let's see, I've got this issue and this issue, or this is going on in my life. I'm going to look through here. Oh, yep, there it is. Okay, oh, yep, I messed that one up. Uh, how do I fix it? Mm, oh, yeah, three more verses down. Bam, okay, I'll go do that. It really is that simple. We just overcomplicate it. I believe that the Word of God has an answer for every single circumstance in our life if we will take the time to look. Of course, I used to say, well, we live in this microwave generation and we put it in for 30 seconds, bing, it's done. Now it's like Google, like four seconds, right? (laughs) We live in this Google generation where we want answers now. But relationships aren't built in five seconds a relationship with God is not built in five seconds it takes time it takes us trusting him it takes him trusting us it has to be walked out but I promise you this because every time I have done this in my life it has always worked 100% without a doubt when you're having problems I said when when you're having problems ask the Ruach HaKodesh the Holy Spirit I know this is in your word will you show me will you guide me will you direct me to that place sometimes it'll come like that and sometimes we're like I need an answer now and it comes a week later right or a month later but what are we supposed to do in the meantime we're supposed to wait and just do what we know we're supposed to do 
So why do we have, I was going to say this a, a couple minutes ago, why do we have the law? Why do, we, why do we have all these things that God says we have to do? In every single relationship that's healthy, it has proper boundaries. And God says, in order to have a relationship with me, I have set forth proper boundaries. What are some boundaries? Okay, so some boundaries are in our house um, are, name one, Madison. I'm just kidding. Are, um, are, if a door shut, you're going to do what before you enter? You're going to knock on the door, right? If you're coming to my house and I don't know you, then I would really prefer it if you ring the doorbell. You're not just going to come in. You don't know what you're going to find. I promise, okay? Um, th there, there are other boundaries. So this is one that we've dealt with in our house. Um, somebody has food in the refrigerator, and it's marked with their name on it. I'm so hungry. What do I do? Do I cross the boundary? Or should I go ask? I should probably go ask because that person, unless it's Madison that's going to sit in there for four or five days, is probably going to come back and eat it later. I just, I have to pick on you. I'm sorry, but you're next, Rebecca. Anyway, <laughs> uh, for those of you online, those are my daughters. I'm up here so I can mess with them. Anyway, um, but God in his word, he's laid out proper boundaries. He says, I'm holy. I'm righteous. I'm everything good. I make up all the atoms and molecular and many structures of what holy is. And how do I even wrap my mind around that? I just accept it. But he says that he wants us to be holy as he is holy. Hey, didn't I say we're going to screw that up? But in his word... He has places right there for me to remember how to pursue Him in holiness. Proper boundaries. It, so just, they're not paying me for this, but if you have some, I, I, was, I was brought up fairly boundaryless, okay? So... I won't go into all that either. But um, the, one of the books that I read a lot and cried and would throw across the room is, anybody had books like that? You pick it up, you read it, and you're like, no, 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 I can't do that. Math books, science books, nursing. Anyway, mine was boundaries. So uh, I think it's uh, Henry McLeod and John Townsend. Look it up, read it. It's, um, it's a great book to read that will help teach boundaries, uh, help teach your kids proper boundaries. They're still going to cross them, but anyway. So I'll move along. So everybody wants to talk about the blessings and not, not the cursings. So um, we have to have the reminder and think about and remember that, like my dad said, if I do this, what will happen? If I want to walk in blessing, it's laid out. I'm going to follow uh, mitzvot. I'm going to follow Torah. I'm going to do what the Lord says to do. If I don't, there are going to be consequences for that. So, wrapping up. Y'all remember the soldier story? 
So the soldier goes up. He's he's got a job. He's been lined out to do. He um he he has gone to the city. He's broken all of that, and now he's become sick. So so when the soldier is picked up and he's looked at, what's realized is that slowly as he's been meeting with these people in their houses and that type of thing, they have been poisoning him. Remember, in your life, the things that have poisoned the well so that you don't go back to them. Remember where we're headed. The children of Israel are head, they are they are going to the promised land, right? What is it in your life where you're going, where you're headed? So let's take your career or whatever, for example. I know that there are people here who desire more within that. There can be, but what do you need to do to get there? To be a successful parent, let's boil things down in a, in a nutshell. Because raising our kids ourselves and giving them and pouring into them what needs to be poured into them can be very exhausting. Remember why you're doing it and where you are going and where you want to send them along the way. Raise them in the word. It is exhausting. We had three that were two years apart. Three in diapers at one time. But it's worth it. When you raise those kids to be in God's word and his presence. So move forward. Walk out the mitzvot by faith to develop new memories to look back at later. So if, if you're new, if you have a new relationship in the Lord, with the Lord, and you say, I don't have any of these memories or any of these things to fall back on, start making new ones. Just walk out the word by faith, and you'll see that God is faithful to his word. Do you know he cannot cross his word? Remember, to do that engage your will engage your will to want to walk out the word of God that's one of the hardest parts I used to say and sometimes I, I still will to my kids here they are again you have to make your want to want to sometimes you have to make your want to want to what, the, what that means is is if I'm sick I'm getting up and I'm going to work if I don't feel like wearing seat seat I'm going to wear seat seat if I don't feel like uh, eating kosher this one day, I'm going to keep on eating kosher. Why? Because you have to make, you have to force your will or the will of God upon your will and you have control over that. It's one of the things that Yeshua bought back for us. Don't let the enemy talk you out of blessings by allowing yourself to be poisoned a little at a time until you're deathly ill spiritually. Be faithful. Continue to walk it out.
Also, life will happen. So does this mean that if I follow the word to a T that everything's going to be perfect in life and it's all going to be euphoria and utopia and all that? Heck no, it don't mean that. It means that sometimes you're going to feel like you have all the faith in the world and you're going to pray for somebody and they're still going to die. Because that was God's will. Maybe not my lack of faith. It means that there are going to be things that we don't understand that don't go our way. But that's okay. Stay steady. Stay faithful. Remember to continue to walk in the Word. Even when it's the same thing over and over and over and over again, that monotony will build stability in you. And other people will look at you as their rock while they're learning to gain that stability in their lives themselves. So the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. Yeshua said, I come to give life and life more abundantly. What is it that the enemy wants to rob us from? He wants to rob us from our, our childlikeness, innocence, and intimacy. One of the other things that following a mitzvot will do is it helps build trust and synchronicity within the mishpakatu. When we're walking and we're having fellowship with God daily and people see that we're living out our lives, the way that we should it builds trust within each other we need each other we need each other to follow the word we need each other to pray for one another we need each other and a consequence of us being willing to do that is that unity that oneness with each other and with the Lord so Yeshua said offenses will come Trials, tribulation, they're going to come too. But when we gather around together and follow after blessings of obedience by following the commands that the Lord has given us, even when we don't want to because we remember the pain that they caused, we remember why we're doing what we're doing, we remember where we're headed we put all those things together then we will be united and we will live as one with each other how does uh, Rabbi David said it last week how will the world know that we belong to him by our love one for another that's what that, that's, that's what I was going to hold I can hold this up it's not a bible but it looks like one I'm just kidding I hold up my iPad. This word right here that's on this screen, um, when we follow it, we can only be blessed. 
the offenses and that kind of stuff will come from the outside, but they don't have to come from the inside. So when we're careful to guard our lives and stick together in unity, there's power there. Let's continue to do that. I'm uh, very, very proud and um, happy to say that this is a very blessed house. I believe we all genuinely care for each other. We're all genuinely after um, the word and following the word and living according to the word. That's one of my favorite things about this Mishpachah. I love you guys. I hope that this message, kind of looking at the grand view of the book of Deuteronomy helps you to remember where you came from. Remember what it takes to stay on the path. Remember where we're going. Children of Israel were going in to conquer the land. Adonai was with them. Every battle that Adonai said, you will win, they won. Let's work really hard together to, to be that type um, and use that type of obedience as we're moving forward. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you and I praise you that you have given us the opportunity to read your word, to know your word. It's one of the most precious gifts that we have in all of our lives. Thank you that it is a continual reminder that we should and can and have the ability through the Ruach HaKodesh to walk out the path that you've given to each one of us, to walk out the path of continuing to teach our children moving forward, continuing to teach others continuing to walk in your way so that we are a blessed people. Father, I thank you that in you we live and move and have our being. I thank you, Father, that we can and will walk in your ways. I thank you that there's mercy and there's grace every single day that is ready and willing to cover us when we mess up. So we honor you and we glorify you this day. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, I pray. Everyone said, Amen.